when you're cooking something, you just put your touch on it. You know, everybody learns from everybody else. And, and why do you want to go make someone else's food? Make your own food. Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Brian. Let's talk pits. We love talking pits. Yes, that's kind of in our name of our show. Yeah, yeah. I guess we uh, we, we did name it after uh, after pits. So uh, it's only fitting that we have a really great sponsor for the season, and that sponsor is a 40-year Houston pit builder. We are talking about none other than Pits and Spits. And, you know, in, in pellet grills, but they also do charcoal grills. They do trailer pits. Offset smokers, offset smokers of all sizes. And they have a hybrid that's kind of a combo of both. Right. The, but, but the, you know, the, I want to say... The cooker, your yes, favorite thing in the yes, world. Yes, I, I, I may own that one day. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that I want to say, there's a lot of cheap pellet grills out there. Um, they, there's a lot of cheap offset grills out there. That, that as well yeah. too. Yes, absolutely. Very leaky. Um, they're not designed to flow. And there's, there's a few things really big about, uh, the pits and spits that I do want to talk about. One of those is the thickness of their metal, um, the stainless steel tops, and you can get these in a full stainless steel, just absolutely beautiful pits. Um, really nice pits, really strong pits, really sturdy pits. Their, their controller is a really good controller. I mean, you're, you're not going to be. And, and super customizable. One of the things I really love about their pits is how customizable they are because they do everything in house. They're really able to tailor the pit to what you need it to be. You know, so whether that's a competition pit, uh, you know, you know, as a large trailer pit or that's a backyard pit, they've got everything that you could possibly want in a pit. And if they don't have it, give them a call. If there's something that you're looking for, they might be able to customize it for you. So uh, it's the versatility in their products is one of the big things that stand out to me about Pits and Spits. Pitsandspits.com slash tails is where you want to go um, because if you do go through that link and use promo code tails on your $500 or more purchase, you do get a free spice pack with your purchase. So please support our sponsors, especially when it's a sponsor that's producing a product like Pits and Spits is, you know, for 40 years in the Houston area, Texas builder, almost everything they do is American made. Every part of your pits can be American made that they can possibly get. Um, so check them out. Pits and Spits. That's pits with two T's. Spits with two T's. Pitsandspits.com slash tails. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we are in Atlanta today with... Jonathan Fox. And Jonathan is with Fox Brothers Barbecue. You guys have heard them on the show before. You should know that name because it's been a big name in barbecue for a very long time. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of stuff that's happened since the last time we've had you on the show, uh, both in the world of Fox Brothers and in the world. Uh, but you've got some more exciting things coming up, so let's uh, let's kind of dive into it. Let's dive into where we're sitting right now. Yeah, so you guys came in and met me tonight. We're at our new, newish, I mean, it's been open a year now, uh, west side location of Atlanta. So it's a kind of an old warehouse space that's been um, repurposed and uh, now it's a whole area called the works and, and there's like breweries, food halls and lots of retail and apartments and, you know, kind of the the urbanization of, you know, surrounding areas and in cities. So, um, you know, kind of a inevitable thing that's happening, but, um, yeah, it's it kind of gave us a great canvas to come in here and open what we call officially our, our second location. 
And, and what were some of your, your thoughts about the design as you, as you open up this location? Because this is, obviously it was a blank canvas and you were able to do things that you couldn't do from your original, original location. So when we were presented the, the space, it, it's big. There's, it's like 9,300 square feet. So um, versus square footage of the first location is was, uh, well, I think all in it's under 5,000. So and that was after additions. And yeah, after additions and, things, yeah. and um, so what it, you know, we basically we have like private dining over here. Um, you know, a lot of things that we people hit us up for all the time, like can we rent out your space? And it's just not you know, an opportunity or an option for, for them to do. So they, you know, we have that here. Uh, so kind of it was we had a lot of space to work with. So it was like, what do we want to do? What do we need? And what can we just do to make this location stand out? And and so it was, you know, create a you know a, a nice big smokehouse, create a kitchen that we can do some you know a lot of to go out of and stuff like that we have a counter with um that people can just walk up and yeah i was gonna say that's a genius idea that, that i noticed right off the bat is you've got a to go counter inside and you've got a window yeah and they're separate so you've got two separate lines there as well, well there's a there's also a little park across the street and uh, they have entertainment over there and and the whole complex is open container, so you can you can carry a drink around. So I did notice that I was walking in. I was like, yeah, people just walking around with drinks. That's pretty yeah, damn so cool. Yeah. So that's we have the window, so you can come up and order a drink, or you can pick up your food. And um, but obviously, you know, because we do so much to go food, and obviously with you know COVID and everything, kind of you, you know amped up to go food. But we're we're doing a lot of to go food anyway before that. So. We had to kind of give us the opportunity to not only create uh, a line in our kitchen that's specifically for to go, but a place for people to just come in and, and grab it so they don't have to go through the whole restaurant. In terms of menu and audience, is there anything that you've noticed at this location that kind of has worked better for you guys than, than the previous location? Or has it kind of been same same audience, same food? Or what have you noticed that's maybe different about here? It it uh, there's it's it's a mix. We have a lot of families, and we also have younger people that tend to be on dates because there's a brewery. There's the axe throwing place right there's next door. There's an axe door. throwing, yes. so there's a lot of activities around here. So um, our menu is mostly the same, but we have a couple different items. We you know we have a, a griddle here, so we have a patty melt, and um, but we also keep some things off the menu that you can still only get at our original spot. We don't have, you know, like people bitch, we don't have tater tots. And, and <laughs> it's, like, it's like, well, we don't have tater tots here. Sorry. And, and well, uh, and you don't have something else. Let's, let's jump into that one real quick. Let's pull uh, the band aid uh, uh, off. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Right. Cause one, one of our favorite stories when, when we interviewed you the first time was you had two full-time employees making poppers all yes, the time, the jalapeno poppers. Um, but the poppers had to come off the menu at both places. Yeah, so it, it, during uh, COVID, and we scaled back our menu, and that's one obviously one of the first thing we did. You know, we didn't we didn't have staff to handle that, so we took it off the menu, and we just kind of quietly kept it off the menu <laughs> ever since we. Kinda, well, you might have been quiet about yeah. it. Your customers, <laughs> on the other hand, um, but it's it, just such a labor-intensive oh, yeah, process, I, and now you're cooking so much more meat. It's understandable. You've got to reallocate those those assets. It, you know, there were there were several things. It was two guys making it, 
um, they were their forty hours a week were just purely <laughs> making those things. That was just for one store. So imagine if it was two stores. So we also we moved from fresh cut fries back to crinkle cut fries, and you know, for, and, and we did a lot of, when we originally opened fifteen years ago. We had crinkle cut fries, and then we switched to hand cut fries. And the problem, hand cut fries are great, but we found a great, you know, uh, you know, a product. Um, Lamb Weston makes a product that stays crispy longer, and you know, with tech, the food technology, you know, it's, it it's possible to have a good fry. And um, fresh fries, when you fry them, they you have about a two minute lifespan. And we were just throwing away so many, and we were just making pallets of fries, you know. And and we we're like, we're opening a second restaurant. I was like, <laughs> we're just going to be going crazy with fries. So so we we decided to make the switch. And sometimes you have to you know evolve to. I, I think that's an yeah. important thing. Is any any business scales up, things don't scale linearly, and you have to make those decisions. And I. Uh, I face a lot of things every day and and kind of my mantra is I care but I don't care enough to fight it <laughs> I'm gonna move on to the next Worry, thing. a friend of mine a long time ago a mentor said worry about the things that matter exactly and, and let the other stuff slide and it, it was a huge help to me yeah and, and for anyone that doesn't realize the scale of doing crinkle cut fries versus hand cut fries for, for two restaurants of this size and this volume. I mean, ju- just think about how long it takes you to, to cut a few potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just think about that and then multiply it by thousands. Storage. I mean, there's, yeah. there's more, there's, and the cost of potatoes has gone through the roof too. Exactly. It's, it's amazing. Crazy. But yeah, what hasn't? So. Yeah. I mean, ev- everything hasn't. I mean, apparently, you know, we're, we're now in the potato famine again. Um, but yeah, the uh, the poppers came off in the menu. It's okay. There's still a lot of excellent well, stuff the, on the, the menu. Fried tomatillos now. Uh, or the, no, the fried piquillo peppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and of course the, the chicken fried rib is still there. Yes. Yeah, still there, and it's still great. We had it again tonight, and and, and again and again. Yeah, yes. yeah, not just one. And, and and we have to point <laughs> out that not only is it delicious because it's chicken fried rib, but the rib itself is actually smoked and cooked perfectly, um, and it's still. You know the the whole goal of cooking ribs perfectly is that you know that bite through where you know where the meat comes off but everything else stays on the bone. That happened even still with get it. even still get it yeah. even with the batter. That's impressive and that's not not easy to do. Let's jump into uh, let's jump into what you just talked about earlier too. You're at 15 years operating a restaurant now, which in restaurant years is a lifetime. Yeah, it just seems like we're at 10 too, <laughs> <laughs> and and. Um, it, it just sneaks up on you every year, and, and obviously we went through a couple cloudy years, and, but um, but every year is still a year in business. So um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, just in it's twenty plus years that, that I've been cooking barbecue. It just makes me feel like an old timer in this business. Well, you are in this business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in this yeah. business, it's you know everyone learned to cook barbecue six months ago, but yeah. it seems like now. But what's one of the things or a couple of things that stand out to you? Owning and operating a barbecue restaurant now versus when you started, what are some of the biggest things that you've seen that have changed? Well, obviously, uh, food prices is, I mean, it's the, the common thing these days. But, um, you know, employment, um, employees, and, and I think that's starting, it seems like it's getting a little better. But 
I mean, just uh, the to-goes and, and, I mean, the drive for people just wanting stuff now, you know, whether it's food delivery, services. Um, how, how do you manage, you know, food delivery is one thing that's really spiked over the last few years, and barbecue is something that as soon as you slice it, it starts to change. How do you, how do you manage that? Is there any, any techniques or anything that you've done different? No, we just, you know, we do... We'll obviously move through a lot of our sliced brisket if we're, we're doing sliced, you know, that's usually the first to go. And then uh, we'll kind of start pushing our chopped after that. And Atlanta, you know, I think brisket aficionados, they understand sliced brisket, but Atlanta is, well, you, you tend to see a lot more chopped. Like they, they like chopped brisket. So, so it gives us like, we can, we can sell, you know, through our slice, knowing that we're still winding up when we 86 brisket, we're actually out of all brisket, not just sitting on some chop that we had to figure out to, what to do with. But um, yeah, to go, I mean, luckily we only deal with one, one service and we, we made a deal with them before uh, COVID. And so we have a great rate on that and we, we can turn it on and off whenever we Good. we want to and in like a holiday weekend we'll probably shut it down and, and then people start asking us are you closed <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no no you have to leave your house so <laughs> i mean just packaging and and always trying to uh, like keep evolving and trying to figure out how can i make sure that when this product gets home it's the best and whether we wrap it up in the brisket and paper so because it is it's on the clock as soon as you cut it and and just trying to make sure that it it stays as as good as it's going to get. Was there anything else um, you know, from the COVID times that that's had to change that, that you've changed for the better now and you've kept? So one of the one of the main things. Luckily, we our sauce manufacturer um, going into um, holidays of nineteen, right before twenty. Uh, we were down touring. We had our sauce manufacturers down in Columbus, Georgia, and he's been making our sauce for forever. And um, he had moved to a new facility. And I remember him in our tour. He got a sauce cup um, packer, and and he was like, "Yeah, I'm about to start ramping this up." So I was like, "Okay, well, let me know when you're ready." You know. So one of the first things that went away obviously indoor dining but we were now having to make a lot of sauce cups like for it to go so i called him and i was like hey i don't whatever you can do just get me sauce i will start with just our regular barbecue sauce then when you're ready we'll move to spicy and i was like i don't even care about labels if it's just a, a foil lid or whatever just so we can, you know, kind of, because we were, I mean, it was, I the, was popper say, guy, when you're talking... the popper guy turned into the sauce, <laughs> trying, to, trying to fill the and, sauce. And, and for everybody, when you're talking sauce cups, you mean like like the pizza yeah. dippers and yeah. things like that, yeah. the little foil tops, yeah. Yeah, yeah. something that they could ship to us that was in a case, so we could just, you know, pop it That's in. That's a great and, idea. And yeah. That was one of the first things, and because and, and we, we weren't putting, there was, when we did have indoor dining come back, um, sauce bottles weren't on tables still, so we were still having to utilize those cups. So I mean, it was it was probably a good year, year and a half of, uh, and it took us. 
probably that long just to get our label made and, and on that cup. But but that was that was one of the main things that I was like, I'm glad I jumped on that. One thing that we've noticed over the last year or so, um, and we'll get into the reasoning why. You uh, you've been to Texas quite a bit the last year or so, um, eating eating around Texas, eating different barbecue places. Um, is there anything that's any places or items on menus that kind of stood out to you or you know that kind of pressed you or inspired you in any way? Well, we you know we still have a lot of family in Texas, so we get back and, and see them. But we did make trips out specifically just to you know kind of research and and. Um, see what's happening there and and see what people are doing and you know we're opening up a new, another spot and it's going to be counter service so uh we we've never done counter service we've always been a full service restaurant it's just this space is um is much smaller and so it only suits that style of service so we you know last at, in the winter we flew out and did a yeah, I, maybe one. I think I reached out to you too, and, and yeah, it was we, like, yeah, we I, I, I think I, I was like, "Hey, here's my timeline, and what do you think?" You know, and and you gave me you gave me great suggestions, and and uh, but we got to see the operations and talk to them about, you know, how how they how they do stuff and how it works, and and you know, just it's part of continuing to evolve and. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy that's been open for 15 years and I just, you know, um, I, I'm content with how, you know, things are. I think you can always be better and that's kind of just how we've always worked and, and by be, by trying to stay better and you got to learn and, and that better way to get out there and research and, and learn. So what were some of the, the joints that kind of stood out to you, either either surprising or just really impressed with? Well, we started with Leonard at Truth, and, and, and he was so open, and, and, and he, you know, he, was, he, would, he wasn't like, oh, you know, ask for, you know, Jim, my manager, he'll, he'll give you a tour. He met us there, and he was with us for probably a good four or five hours, and, and, and answered any question you know about why he made it this way why did you direct your line this way it was it was probably the most um informative part of that trip and um that and um we went to cadillac and and, and we we wound up we kind of did it didn't work out um we're we're trying to uh meet up with them but they were just open so we were like uh i think they're about to tow our car too so we were just like we better get out of here and and i hit lane up and 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 he was like go to zavalis and and so that was like great because joe went up medicine we met joe and and that's just a that's a whole new relationship right there so um you know if it if that hadn't it wasn't supposed to work out like that. So, you know, it was just meeting new people and, and yeah. talking to them about why they're doing what they do and how they do it. And, and yeah, it was just, it was a great trip. And you've since been able to have Joe come up here and, yeah. and, and you know, help teach a class, you know, which is, which is great. I mean, classes are a great way for, for especially beginners in barbecue to start, you know, getting that knowledge base. And yeah. Experience. I brought him out because I figured, you know, I, it, it was, a brisket class and I was like you know you can I can 
I can teach you how to do it. But the main thing is, is I wanted to convey like, hey, this is a method. I think, you know, whatever, it's kind of like reading a recipe, you know, it's there for a, a guide, but you gotta, you gotta make it happen yourself. Right. So, but to hear someone else and their method and their story and, and not only, you know, just, it's not one point of view, it's multiple point of views. And, and uh, so I think it was really cool for him to, to and, come out. And, and I think that's a really good point is that there, there is some divergence in processes and there's no one single process that works great. So, yeah. so being able to do that, um, I, th I think earlier when we talked also in your class, you had different stages of briskets that, that the class could actually see yeah. so they could understand it was important. as it goes through. Yeah. It was important to not only, you know, we, you, we'd let them, you know, trim their own brisket, uh, which was interesting. <laughs> uh, I, even, like, uh, I was like, I went on um, a restaurant supply website, and, and I, I was like, you know, I was like, I don't even think we have enough knives for all these people. So I was like, oh, these knives are like, you know, six dollars each yeah so I, you know i bought enough and i was like they get a knife too because you know just factor it all into the price and and so we let them trim a brisket and and um and that was interesting but um <laughs> but they got to hands on do it but it, the whole thing it was thing. like hands on is huge. Yeah, yeah and that and then it was like have the brisket at, at this stage of the cook um so they could see it what does it look like you know um if you want to go by the smell, what does it smell like? You know, um, you know, it's just it, so you can, you know, pre-wrapping it and and uh, but even the finished product, uh, making sure that it was done so they can pull it off and feel it, not just go by a temperature and and um, you know, so it was good to like, have all those those parts and we got a lot of feedback and everybody really loved the class, so it was cool. Since you brought up the smell, I got to ask: <laughs> Can you tell when a brisket is done by the smell? I mean, I think you can tell. There is there is an aroma. I, I will say that. I mean, so many people have told us that there really is. Like we we thought it was BS. You know, sorry, Ernest and Dave. <laughs> you know, we we thought it was, and and the more people we've asked, the more people said there you can't is. describe yeah. it, but you know it. And, and that only comes from experience. Yeah. yeah, you can't do it like a backyard cook. Yeah. that's only cooking one brisket every three months. Yeah, like you can, you can tell when a fire is hot. You can tell you know, by smell. You know, you could just tell what's going on. You, your senses are, are, trained, and and you just, you realize. I do. You know, that is a thing. So you you didn't have enough going on in the barbecue world between this location, the other location, all the things you're doing commissary wise. So you've decided to open yet another location. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what all went into that? And tell us a little bit about what that's going to be. So we started. It was during um, COVID that we we found this location, and when we started cooking uh, in our backyard, we we lived in this area. It's uh, the area of town is called Brookhaven. That's uh, north of Buckhead, so just kind of centralized, northern central atlanta and uh so we we lived not far from where this location is so um it was much smaller so at that time we were in the process of construction starting on this behemoth of a place and and um and we didn't know what the future of dining was going to be like at the time so we we're like did we bite off more than we chew you know what's what are things going to be like so we were like we need to focus on a smaller spot so the opportunity was there it was a pretty good deal so um 
we kind of jumped into it and it's it's great because it's like where we started cooking so being it's a smaller location you know the counter service and and um we uh we already got our our smokers uh were kind of backed up on construction already so we got three mil scales and then we got um we also ordered uh uh m&m rotisserie so uh, we got that coming as well so yeah it's going to be kind of more you know these the, the fox brothers restaurants or you know the people have a, a set idea i think they're gonna they're it's gonna be interesting to see how they're gonna take this because <laughs> they're excited we're coming to brookhaven but we haven't really said what is coming yeah, I was like, it's not a bistro it's not an express i, I don't know what yeah well, it's it, gonna be it's more gonna of a i guess modern, yeah, we're modern gonna, we're craft fi- is yeah, the way to yeah, say yeah, it yeah, so I mean, we're focusing yeah. on 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 the meat and 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 we're only doing a couple items and a couple proteins and then a couple sides and we're we're creating mostly new side items for um that and um, that's also great for for like you said you know everyone that's that's loved fox brothers so much it's an opportunity to get something totally familiar but different from you guys i mean it's it's exciting because it gives us something new and and we get to play with something versus you know kind of just going not not, you know kind of going through our our same old menu is the plan for it to to be a lunch and dinner place or is that still kind of in development uh it's it's going to be till we sell out but uh, we we uh we added the m&m pit at the last minute thinking that you know we weren't sure how much we would be able to um kind of cook through the day um and thinking ribs would be you know we we cook on oilers normally so um so we know kind of the timeline and that gives us like at least a buffer that we could move into evening as well but i mean we shoot for we shoot for dinner i mean barbecues you can have barbecue for dinner too yes you can (laughs) yes you can and and you can have great barbecue for dinner selling out is a decision and a choice yeah um it's not easy not to sell out but it it is people do it um is there a timeline on when the, the location is opening or hopeful? That's always the magic question. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, you know, we got the the plans are drawn. We're about to go into permitting. We're we're nailing down our contractor right now. So uh, we're shooting for late winter, spring. I'm sure it'll be summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and spring would be but great. But yeah, well, it's yeah. Uh, it's kind of exciting. At, you know, we're it, 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 we think it should be fun. So. So uh, events coming up or, or any festivals that you're doing? So we got, um, we're, we're going down to St. Simon's in a couple of weeks for their Firebox Festival, which is, it's a ton of fun. I mean, it's just cooking on this bluff with a bunch of live oaks and you're, you know, with your friends all day. It's just a, it's a super easy festival and, and uh, it, it goes towards a, a great cause where it, the money they raise, Southern Soul raises, helps out um, the um, restaurant community if they have, you know, endured some hardship or something like that. Um, so we're doing that, and then we have, um, uh, we're going down to uh, 30A in Florida and cooking at a Harvest Wine and Food in watercolor. Um, shout out to Matt Pittman and, and Arnest, who are, um, I think they live in Florida now. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Arnest uh, does have a second home right on the yeah, beach. Yeah. Matt, Matt does for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But 
yeah, we're looking. It's a fun festival, and we we spend a lot of time. I haven't spent that much time this year, but uh, we know that area very well, and they know us down there, so that's fun. And then Holy Smokes is coming up too. So we saw you guys out there last year. Yeah, Holy Smokes, and, and you know another great cause that, that's near and dear to you guys, the Hogs for a Cause, yeah. which uh, Fox Brothers has been partnered with and supporting for many years. So, guys, if you're not familiar with what Holy Smokes is, it's some of the best talent in the entire barbecue world coming together in Charleston. Beautiful location, beautiful time of year to be in Charleston, uh, late, mid to late November this year. Um, and it's uh, it's going to be some of the best talent at a really reasonable price. And the price of your ticket is benefiting Hawks for a cause. So if, uh, if you have plans to be in the Charleston area, if you live in the Charleston area, or if you were just looking for an excuse to go to the Charleston area, I, I can't think of a better reason than, than to go to Holy Smokes. Yeah, I mean, the cause is great. But the, the camaraderie there is, is even better. So they, they, the inaugural fest last year was great, and, and they did a really good job putting on that festival. Looking forward to year number two. And anything else? I mean, you mentioned a new, a new building. Any, anything else going on with Fox Brothers? Yeah, we're pretty busy these days. Um, we back because, in, because you weren't busy enough. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of getting um, uh, – we've got this thing going on with Delta – that we're serving um, uh, first cl- business class, or Delta One is what they call it. Um, all Atlanta being a Delta hub and Delta's home base, um, approached us about serving um, a barbecue item on on their meal service. They, but actually, in March, on March first, they relaunched meal service uh, from COVID. So they kicked it off by bringing us aboard it was supposed to be just a four-month deal and um and it's evolved into um a pretty permanent thing so we're we're uh we're we're cooking a short rib a boneless short rib uh we're using uh kind of the chuck um short rib and um but i mean imagine imagine eating a fox brothers short rib on the plane you know that that's phenomenal idea from them but yeah and i know it started out as it, flights out of atlanta international flights and then long, and dis- long haul domestics which are over 800 miles but you know it's it's funny um uh you know i i get tagged on it every now and then and in the actual the menu uh says fox brothers barbecue uh, awesome. beef short rib and um but like one day um uh, a CNN, the White House reporter, she posted a picture of they were flying to, I, I don't know, with Biden to Germany, or there on the press plane, and she posted the the her Narissa story, the menu with the White House logo on it, <laughs> and and if you look down, you could see Fox Brothers barbecue beef short rib, and so I hit up the chef, and he was like, yeah, he's like that charter. We stock that charter. It flies out of Atlanta to D.C., and um, and so yeah, it was like of all the things. So wow, I get hit. You know, we're we're going through a lot of it. I mean, we do smoke it, um, and we portion it and sauce it, and uh, I think they just changed the plating up to a, a smoke collard that we're making, and um, uh, and sweet potatoes. But they were serving it on like Anson Mills grits and uh, with charred leeks before and and. 
man. Uh, remember when airplane food used to be terrible? Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, it, well, it <laughs> used to be great, and then it was terrible, uh, uh, and now it's like uh, and now it's around. at a whole yeah. other level. But yeah. you know, it's it, it was interesting going into it because we learned the process of of why some things work, some things don't work. You think about they, you know, the whole reheating process right. because it's there's a time on it. They say this is the time, and they start it right before they take off and so it should be ready when they hit cruising altitude but sometimes there may be turbulence so they may have to remain in their seat or you know there's other things going on so that food still you know it could be getting hammered in there so that's why a lot of things don't work so there was it was a lot it was real interesting plus going down to the facility at the airport and seeing the operation there and you know just talking to them and and it was just it's crazy but we're going through a, a whole a whole lot of i mean it's 16 we're but we're around 2000 pounds a week of cooked products so uh, and we're a lot using, of happy people yes and we're using cab so you know it's it's a good quality product that that we're serving and so it's keeping us busy and now we're smoking catfish for a catfish salad it's on a lunch service, and, and they're serving our chicken salad too. So, so it's opened a lot of lot of um, doors. We're expanding our, our our commissary kitchen to try to keep up with the you know what Delta is proposing. They want to make it a permanent menu item, and and just hearing their numbers for next year is like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> they you know there's a possibility of it going national too. So. Wow. Uh, it's just crazy. And, but but I guess there's there's no alto shams on the airplane. <laughs> <So> <laughs> no. it's, it's a it's a cooker. But, yeah, right yeah, right right. Yeah. No that's. There was all these jokes when they, when they first announced it. Like were they like, where are they putting the smoker on the plane? <laughs> yeah, they tow it behind that, it. That, yeah. The last thing you want to see on a plane is smoke. So yeah. <laughs> tasting is one thing. Seeing it's a whole. So other that's story. been cool. That's you know it's it's that but it's definitely it's uh it's it's keeping our staff pretty busy right now and and they're just they're doing a great job but we they just launched a, a new menu they're they go in four month periods and and on the first they just launched the menu and so we kind of had a very um uh busy couple of days leading up to that but but they knocked it out of the park and that's what they that's awesome. yeah i mean it, it's incredible the, the the size and scale of of what you built in the restaurant industry from from the humble beginnings on DeKalb Avenue to what you built here, bringing it back to a smaller format and, and the new restaurant coming up. And then literally you're in the skies. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I, you know, I still, that's what weird about going back and opening a location in Brookhaven and, and going back to where we started and thinking back to those days and, and now looking at, you know, what we're doing and what we have going on. It's like, you know, as I, I know somebody who flew to Rome just the other day and and he got our our food and and i texted him. i was like how he was like it was actually excellent and i'm not like you know bsing you he was like it was really good so that's just yeah, that's, that's cool. amazing yeah. and, and i imagine the new location too is is kind of a lot of fun because it's 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 simplified 
so you get like you said you're kind of back to your roots and and you're using the offsets and and you get to use the the mm which is a new 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 newer company yeah um so you get to play with some new equipment yeah it was it was fun reaching out to them and and talking to them we, you know we got three mil scales and so it was great working with them we we've done stuff with sunny in the past and and so it was it was fun to try something new and and i uh, can't wait to get those fired up but you know i was like let's let's you know talk to m&m about coming in here and they were like we'd love to we'd love to do something with you guys so um yeah it's it's exciting stuff it's always good to you know kind of be doing focusing on you know new stuff well we'll uh we'll ask you a few few little ending questions here and then we'll uh We'll let you get some rest because I'm sure you've probably got a few more thousand pounds of <laughs> short rib to work on coming up. Um, in the barbecue world, what's uh, what's something that you've eaten in the last year that was memorable to you? What stood out as one of your favorite bites of barbecue in the last year? I would say um, just recently we, we were hanging out with the Goldies guys for a bit, um, and we went over to Dane's and 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 it's it's not smoked or but his burger was amazing and and like i was telling you guys the pinto beans the the frito pie yes pinto beans were something special <laughs> and and i i even asked him i was like i told him i i sent him a message about his burger and how good it was and then and I was like, by the way, if you want to share your recipe for Frito, the Frito by Beans, <laughs> you know, that would be awesome. And he, he uh, said thanks for, you know, he's like, oh, it was great seeing you guys. Uh, love hearing that about the burger. And he mentioned nothing about that. <laughs> You're a smart man, Dan. Yes, yes. yes. Um, is, there, is there anything, you know, that, and you can't talk about the poppers, I guess. Is there anything on the menu that you would like to have on the menu here, but just the logistics of it or timing or pricing lately just can't can't get it on there? I mean, there are several things that we still kind of go back and forth on. Uh, we're still, you know, like beef, like plate ribs, uh, beef short ribs, the, uh, the bone-in, um, you know, we, we kind of go back and forth on whether we're running them or not, um, just, um, but there are, there are a lot of smaller things. It's like we, we've done, I love playing with like a lot of produce and like having shishitos and stuff like that. But they're so, everything's just so expensive these days and your food cost is already high. So it's, it's trying to, you're trying to control yourself. You wanna, you wanna do these fun things that everybody wants, but it's just, it's not worth it. And, um, you know, we've messed around with, with um, you know ribs it's it's just trying to find a good price on ribs and and trying to play with different cuts and and things like that but you just kind of got to focus back on on what you're doing you know it's like we have a we have a rib broker now um <laughs> that locks in on prices for you know three weeks and, and it's like um michael letchworth that you know sam jones introduced me to him rodney uses him pat uses him and uh and he he i out of birmingham and he locks in, uh, sends us out a price. He's like, you want me to lock in? And we're like, yeah. And he buys like three or four weeks and, and ships them over to us once a week. I mean, it's crazy that that's, that's where we're at in the food yeah. world now where you have to do things like that yeah. to make sure that you can have any level of consistency in your food costs. But, but that's where we're at. And I think the point you made earlier about, you know, there's things we'd like to do, but you have to always be mindful of food costs. I think that's something that is an important lesson that, you know, y- younger people getting into barbecue might not have learned yet 
Yeah. It, as much as it's I mean, great our, to do the new special. Cost, our food cost is, is at least 8 to 10% higher than it was, you know, six, seven years ago. Yeah. So, and that's when your margins are so small. Right. And, and labor's up. And so it's just, it makes you, you just got to, okay, you know. Yeah. The menu items have to make business sense. As, yeah. as, as much as you want to do the, the cool thing and the fun thing, yeah, it's got to make business sense. Yeah. Uh, you've gotten to cook with some of the most amazing cooks, chefs, pitmasters in the world. Is there anyone you haven't gotten to cook with yet that you'd like the opportunity to one day? That's a tough question. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know that I can answer that. I, it's, I, it's not that I haven't cooked with everyone. It's just, and, and it could it, be somebody that, that has passed away as well. Um, you know, what would be fun is, is, um, when, when I was living in Fort Worth, um, there was a, I worked at this little uh, bistro cafe, and, and this, uh, the chef, um, Louise Lamesdorf, I believe it's uh, pronounced her last name, um, she kind of like, I was just, I started out as a busboy, was a waiter, but I was always in the kitchen, and I was asking questions and learning techniques and things like that, and she kind of like gave me a lot of information, and um, what's weird is our commercial broker here in Atlanta um, her husband that's his aunt oh wow <laughs> so so I, I think it would be fun to like go back and and cook with her now that we kind of evolved to to that you know yeah. to where we are now yeah that'd be, that would be a cool full circle moment yeah yeah, yeah. and and you mentioned you know obviously you you went on some road trips recently but is there is there a barbecue joint that you haven't visited yet that's still on your list that like I'd really like to get out there and check them out? It, uh, I'm sure it's the common answer uh, that you hear. Yes, <laughs> I just I love Arnis and Mallory, and and they're just uh, you know I, I get, we're on a, a constant text thread. A talking about the Braves, and um, <laughs> but they're just great people, and and I want to support them by going out and 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 visiting with them. Yeah, they. Uh, it's faster for us to get from Houston to Memphis than Houston to Wolferth. Uh, <laughs> that, that's the distance. That's how far away they are. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there's there's not a person in the barbecue world that wouldn't like to get to Ebby Mays more often than they're able and to. And they come here. They have family here. And and they actually were here at our new spot a couple days after we opened. And I remember so, that, yeah. Yeah, so the, they've, I've seen them more out here than, than uh, you know. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, and they, they, it's just really special what they do, and it's unique. And the, the best thing is that their flavors are unique, and they weren't as influenced by the current crop of, of Central Texas flavors. And so, it it is it is brisket still, and it's ribs still, but there is their touch to it that you just can't get anywhere. And that's else. A, I think that's it's important is is you know when you're cooking something, you just put your touch on it, you know everybody learns from everybody else and and why do you want to go make someone else's food when make your own food i think that's as good a note as any to end on yeah. uh, thank you so much for taking the time oh it was great seeing you guys. Uh, it's 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 been great to get back here and we're, we're really glad that we're able to to get in here because we haven't been to the new location yet we, you know of course we've been to the original several times but continued success on everything that you've built you, you know you've been doing it longer than most in this business at this point and you still have the same drive and passion you know every time we talk to you and it's it it's why your food's so good and it's why the next place is probably going to be great too well i appreciate it guys thank you